Hello, everyone. You're listening to Unlocking Greatness podcast with Zenja Glass. I want to read a little bit more from my book, Necessary, and I'm praying that it really encourages you and it inspires you to keep going no matter what you're going through in life. And I also pray that it helps you to recognize the false lies that the enemy tries to feed you or perhaps the lies you feed yourself. So I'm going to pick up uh, and read a little bit more uh, from my book, Necessary. This chapter is called A Letter to the Enemy, Part 1. While you told many false lies, you failed to mention that God did not have to get off of his throne to remove you from your place because you are not his equal. Archangel Michael and his angels fought against you, but you were not strong enough. They hurled you down to a small rock that we call earth. Revelations 12, 7 through 9. You failed to mention that when God's children resist you, you must flee from us. James 4, 7. You failed to mention the power and authority our Father has over you and how you begged Jesus again and again not to send you away. Mark 5, 1 through 13. You failed to mention how you were driven out on several occasions and had no power over God. Matthew 8, 16. Mark 1, 39. Luke 4, 31 through 35. And you certainly failed to mention that the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ, Yeshua, from the dead now lives in us, Romans 8, 11. And we are called to do even greater things, John 14, 12 through 14. Interesting, isn't it? Many people say the greatest trick you have performed is by convincing the world that you don't exist. I think the greatest trick you have performed is by keeping us distracted with pain or pleasures so that we don't discover who we really are in the sight of God. Now I see why you don't want us being still in his presence. I see why you love it when we don't have time to pray or to worship God. I see why you love to cause confusion and fighting among us. And I see why you love to keep our minds occupied with fruitless activities. Because if God's people truly understand the power that resides in us, and if our eyes are open to the true spiritual battles, you would have no power. (laughs) You would have no victories to call your own. If only the world knew how limited you are. If only the world truly knew that you are the one who fears the power of God at work in our lives. That's just a little short uh, reading from Necessary, a little bit more from the chapter, A Letter to the Enemy. I felt compelled to read this today. Um, I'm reflecting on, I forgot to mention to you all about a, I don't know, maybe a week or so ago. um, I announced this on my YouTube channel, but I it, it dawned on me that I didn't put a podcast up on it, um, an audio podcast, but I was asked to speak at an executive conference and um, it was such a blessing. They asked me to do a class on branding of all subjects, you know, um, somehow many of them know about my podcast and uh, social media following and, and uh, they believe I, I, you know, I've done a great job with branding and asked me to teach. Imagine walking into a beautiful, almost like a beautiful ballroom style type room, it's absolutely beautiful. And imagine the room just being completely filled with, you know, CEOs and executives and sales managers and recruiting managers and recruiters and, you know, just filled to the point where um, people were sitting on the floor all around the room. And uh, here I am doing a class on branding. And what people don't know before they walked into that room, and I'm going somewhere with this, what they don't know is that 
um, the night prior, I was up till about 1.30, almost two o'clock in the morning in my hotel room with my hands lifted in the air, asking God, one, to remind me of who I am in here, Him, asking Him to give me strength and wisdom and to guide me. And, it, and it's almost as if you go into like a spiritual battle where you're fighting against the lies the enemy tries to tell you. You know, you're not good enough and no one's going to like your, you know, your speaking and da-da-da-da-da and you're not even qualified for this and blah-blah-blah-blah-blah, right? Right? Those are the lies the enemy tries to teach us or tries to tell us. But then when we go into this, this warfare is what I call it, with our hands lifted in praise and we get the truth from God, we're able to do anything we put our minds to. So I'll get to the short version of this. I want to do a little short exercise with you all. Um, when when, when um, the executives and everyone walked into the room, I said to them, I said, um, I want everyone to leave their titles at the door. No one's allowed to bring their titles into this room. And they looked at me like, what? What is going on with this lady? And so imagine, you know, you've got this lady standing up in this, you know, room filled with all of these people and many executives. And, you know, for those who've seen me, I've got this big afro. And I'm telling them they've got to leave their titles at the door. And I began the discussion is completely from the grace of God on what is branding. And I said, branding is really who you are. It's really not about your product or your service. It's really about who you are. But let's take a little bit of a different twist on this. I want to talk about you. Now, this is completely wisdom from God, by the way. So what I had them do is I said, everyone needs to leave their titles at the door. No one's allowed to talk about their company or their titles in this room. And I gave a little three by five card to everyone in the room. And I said, I want the, the first thing I want you to write on this card is who are you? I want you to write down on it. And in fact, you all can do this with me real quickly, whoever's listening to the podcast. I said, get a, get a three by five card. And I says, first question on there is who are you? And the room just got quiet. And I said, you can't mention your title and you cannot mention your company. And you could have heard a pin drop in the room when I said that. And I'm going somewhere with this, so just follow me. So they begin to write and do their thing. And if you're following along with me now, you can pause this and do, that, do it for yourself. And then I asked the next question is, I said, what is it that you love doing? And I said, I want you to give yourself permission to dream right now. What is it that you love doing? It could be cooking, it could be dancing. And I, I don't care how, 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 how it may seem like, oh, this is silly, you know, um, X, X years of age, I can't be dancing or, you know, who's, who's going to be interested in me cooking? What does this have to do with my company? So I knew that those thoughts may be running in the background in their heads a little bit, but I said, just need you to trust this process. I need for you to write down, what is it that you love doing? And wow, the room got really quiet. People started to write. And then the last question I asked him, and I don't have any of my notes in front of me, um, but I think I asked them the question is, what is it that you really want to do in life? You know, if money really wasn't an option, you know, uh, what is it that you really want to do? You know, now I talked to them a little bit about how short life is. So it got pretty deep and I'm just trying my best to give you just some little nuggets from the meeting. Of course, I shared about, you know, just a tidbit, just a tiny, tiny bit about you know, me losing my son. But I just said with me losing him, it just really opened my eyes to help me to see how short life really is. It really is. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, I might have put up James 4.14 that just says, we're just a mist, we're just a vapor, we're here today, gone tomorrow. And I just wish you all could have seen the attention in the room. And I don't say this in bragging, I say this because this is how God works. This is, this, this is how God transformed and turned everything around from a, a moment of feeling like, why would they have me do this class? I'm not a branding expert too. You know what? If this is who God says I am and, and, and if God qualifies me to do this, then doggone it, I can do it. 
So uh, after I asked that third question, what is it you really want to do in life, I went ahead and did my entire slide presentation, um, and uh, it was phenomenal by the grace of God. Uh, but toward the end of it, um, I said, I need for everyone to pull out that three by five card again. So pull it back out. Now, we had already done a lot of interaction back and forth, you know, in terms of what they like doing, and some people like cooking, and you know, dancing and this and that, and, and you can just see almost like the kid in them start to come out, which was really beautiful to see. So imagine just being in this room with people from, you know, all over the place, um, uh, and, and from CEOs to, 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 to beginners, right? And all of a sudden it went from being this serious room to you can see the childlike smiles come on their face because I kind of forced them to go there for a moment with, you know, what are their true gifts and talents? Are they, are, are they actually using it? So at the end of the presentation, I told everyone to bring their three by five cards back out. Now this is after like a 40 minute, 50 minute presentation. So they had probably forgotten about the card at this point. And I said, so it's 30 years from now, you just found this card under your mattress or you were cleaning out your closet, you pulled out a box or something and this card was there. And you just found it, the very card that's in your hand right now. And I said, now, I want you to imagine I don't care what your age is, it's 30 years from now, you're still here, everybody start laughing. I said, but you just found this card. And I said, now the only thing is, 30 years has passed. Now you may have switched jobs, you may have switched jobs, switched companies or what have you, but you really never went all in on what you wanted to do. You didn't pursue your dreams, your talents, your gifts, you really didn't do much with it, you didn't. You played it safe, you were too afraid or you know, you, 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 you lean more into one paradigm instead of the other, because I talked about the difference with the paradigm shifts. I won't even get into all that in this podcast episode, but how there's always these paradigms that fight against each other. There's the paradigm of wanting a dream, right? Wanting to get out there and really do you know, what your heart is telling you. But then there's that paradigm of saying, are you, are you out of your mind? You better keep doing what you're doing now. This is how you pay your bills. This is, how you, this is what you're known for. What are people gonna think? So we had already gone through all of that. I'm just giving you the shortest version of this um, seminar that I could possibly give you. But I said, so you pull this card out. I said, you just found this and it's 30 years from now. So I need you to go there for a minute mentally that you're there, but you didn't change anything. And in the blink of an eye, 30 years have gone past. I said, I want you to write the very first thing that comes to mind on the back of that card. And I am not exaggerating when I say at least a fourth to half of the people in the room were in tears and or began to cry. And I'm standing there looking around this entire room at people who have accomplished amazing things in life, right? And I'm looking at people from CEOs to VPs to, you know, to beginners, to recruiters, to sales, it didn't matter. And every single person either was teary-eyed or already crying or just stunned it was the first time I did a seminar or a class that when it was over, so many people still just remained in their seats, just kind of staring straight ahead. And there was literally like a line of people that was lining up to talk to me afterwards. It was just completely the grace of God. Um, and you may say, well, where, where, where am I going with all of this? It dawned on me at the end of that when that was all over. Oh my gosh, it's amazing how the enemy does a brilliant job trying to convince us of who we're not, trying to convince us that we can't achieve this or that. Who do we think we are to even think we can do this or that? You know, that, that God-given talent, that dream, that goal, whatever it is that God put inside of you, the enemy does an amazing job with getting us to believe our own lies. 
Remember I talked about one of the chapters in my book is called Caged Mindset, right? I think I talked about that before. If I didn't, go to my YouTube channel because sometimes I'll put a different message on my Instagram or TikToks or what have you, and sometimes I'll get a little confused with where I posted the content. But even with caged mindset, that whole premise is that sometimes we'll allow people to put us in a cage, you know, allow us to keep us in this box, or, or we keep ourselves in that little box because we're too afraid to step out of it. And so the whole premise of that, even though they gave me a topic of branding, it really still stuck to the topic on branding. By the grace of God, to be honest with you, a number of them asked me to speak at some of their other events and actually asked me to please mentor them. And that's a whole nother subject I'll get into a little bit later um, that God really, really, really showed me Z, you know, uh, mentorship is going to be your next step. But that's a whole nother subject that I'll get into a little bit later. Uh, But the point is, is that The enemy does an amazing job lying to us and trying to convince us why something won't work, why we can't use those gifts and talents God's given us, and why we need to be afraid. You know, it's too scary to go out there and try something new. You know, who do you think you are? What are people going to say? It's ridiculous to think that you could, you know, uh, do any type of branding on, um, on, on cooking. Who cares about you cooking? Not knowing that there's influencers right now. And in fact, I showed some examples of some TikToks and Instagrams and stuff of realtors and cooks and, you know, people from all different type of industry who took a chance on themselves and began to post and put up content and how they literally are making millions of dollars. I kid you not, that literally they're like, I had no idea by being authentic, by using the God gifts, uh, God-given talents that God's given me that I could actually do something with it. So I gave those examples and I even showed some of the clips and they were laughing, they absolutely loved it. But the point I'm getting at, I'm saying all this to say, who are you? What is it you love doing? Are you using your gifts and talents? Is that what you're doing now? And 30 years from now, and I pray to God you're still with us, right? 30 years from now, if you don't change a single thing from what you're doing now, other than some minor things, maybe you'll switch homes or switch jobs, what would you say, what would you write on the back of that card? So that's the conversation I had to have with myself, you all. Let's just consider this as a family talk, in fact. And if you go look at my YouTube video, the very last one I put up, I literally was in the hotel room with a scarf on my head and I, and I kind of gave the same discussion I'm having with you all now. Um, I just forgot to record it on a different device so that I can put it on my podcast. But let's consider this as a family talk. 30 years from now is going to happen, whether we do something differently or not. So is there any lies that the enemy has been feeding us or we've been feeding ourselves where we've been holding ourselves back because we're afraid or we're afraid of failing? We don't know how it's going to work out. Or we believe the paradigm that, well, you don't have the reserves for that. You don't have the money for that. Well, how are you going to do that? So I'm going to end this shortly, but I do want to say this. I believe wholeheartedly that God has given us gifts and talents for a reason and we need to put them to use. I wholeheartedly believe it's to glorify and honor God. I wholeheartedly it also is to be a gift to the world by helping others. And I also believe it's for our good as well because he knows what he put inside of us. I know that it's not easy to do what I'm saying because I'm going through that right now. I just announced on my YouTube channel, I think it was just this Monday, that by the grace of God, I'm now um, moving forth with really utilizing the gifts and talents God's given me 
and I gotta let go of some fears that's been holding me back. So, so consider this as almost like a confession. I've been, as, as uh, adventuresome as I am, <laughs> and my entrepreneurial spirit and all of that, way hidden in the back, there was still a part of me that was, wow, am I good enough to be speaking at, you know, and I've spoken many times before, just so you know, it wasn't my first speaking engagement. Um, but in the back of my mind, there was a thought of, wow, I actually love this. This is almost like being in my living room. Uh, I would love to go out on more speaking engagements. And I've been asked to speak at events and I've turned down so many events. And I think the reason why way in the back of my mind, there was some fear of, man, am I really good enough? Man, can I really do this? And the amount of feedback that I got from, from the, the, the CEOs, the executives, the recruiters afterwards was just absolutely amazing. They even went to my LinkedIn page and just blew it up, you know, just saying, oh my God, Z, you've got to do more of this. But way in the back of my mind, there was this question mark, am I really good enough to do this? Am I really good enough to do this? Am I really good enough to have a mentorship program where I can um, have a life coaching type business where I'm you know, doing what I do best, which is pouring into others? It just comes so naturally for me, especially with all the things that I've been through in my life. There's so many experiences to pull from, which is why I'm so grateful that God wrote this book necessary through me, and I say through me, uh, because I've received so many messages from people saying, you have no idea how this is helping me. But even with all of that, there was some fears and doubts. And so I've had to come to the conclusion that, you know what? When I visit my, my son's grave site and I see that extra um, casket or spot that I bought for, for me one day, for my husband one day, and I see that sign that says selected before need, that those are literally what it says. There's a little tag on it that says selected before need because you know, um, I'm still here, but that's my spot. It almost, you would think that it brings me down. It actually uplifts my spirit because it reminds me of that passage in Ecclesiastes. And I don't have my Bible in front of me. I should. I want to say it's Ecclesiastes 9.10. Um, but in the book of Ecclesiastes, when, when, it, when it says, um, in the grave where you're going, there's no knowledge, there's no planning. There's none of that. Once we leave, it's done. So the only time we have to do the things that um, God has placed in our hearts to do and the dreams and desires that we have is right now while there's still blood in our veins and the time that we're put into our sight, our grave sight. We just have this little pocket of time. And I know that it seems like we have forever. I know it feels like it, but you could not have told me that it was, shoot, over 30 years ago since I graduated from high school. I'm in my 50s heading into my 60s now. <laughs> And, and it just seems like I was in high school maybe five, six, seven years ago. Anyway, I'm just talking to you guys. I pray that um, something in this strikes a beautiful chord in you. This is not a message of discouragement. This should be a message that encourages you that many times, and that's why I wrote, I started the book off with a letter to the enemy because there was so many times when I believed his lies uh, the book actually is very deep. For those of you who already have it, you already know the things I'm talking about because it got really deep. Um, but that's why I, I, God put it in my heart to start it off with a very firm, stern letter to the enemy, reminding him that he's lost this battle against me, reminding him that the greatest mistake he made was when he left me on my knees in the presence of my father. That was the biggest mistake the enemy made in my life. 
when he left me feeling lonely and down and unsure of myself and unsure of my talents and abilities and you know had people abandoned me and this and that and all of when when he left me on my knees feeling the worst in my life that was the greatest mistake that he made because it was only then that I began to recognize the voice of my father in heaven it was only then that I began to seek his face it was only then that I began to really dive deep into my, my Bible study, really dive deep into my prayer. But here's the thing, it doesn't end there. So even though we've gotten through these battles and these moments in life, the enemy, like a roaring lion, looks for someone to devour. And he's very patient. So he comes in subtle ways as well. And, and, and that's the premise of why I'm giving this particular episode is that sometimes he can convince us to believe our own lies and thinking we're not good enough. And I want to encourage you and just tell you all, you're good enough. You're more than enough. God's given you and put in you exactly what you need in this very moment in your life. And yeah, you may have made mistakes, so have I. I'm in some sort of a business mentorship program uh, where we meet once a month. It's a phenomenal program. I won't go into detail with it. And um, uh, one of the things I even discovered today was I thought, wow, all the ups and downs I've had with my company throughout the years, and, and there's times where I feel like, man, I wasn't the best leader. Um, and, and sometimes I felt like, man, I, you know, I did very well, especially through, you know, some of the tough seasons we went through. But there's definitely times where I'm like, man, what was I thinking? I should have, you know, made better decisions, you know, with this or with that. And I learned today a very valuable lesson that all of it was necessary. You know, it's something about sitting in a meeting with a lot of other business executives and realizing, oh, it's not just me. Like this is all, this is the necessary cycle, necessary process so that I can make better choices now with what I know now. So let's not dwell on the past. Let's not allow others to put us back in a box and let's not put ourselves in a box and let's certainly not believe the lies the enemy tries to feed us. Let's with this time that we have left, this little bit of time we've been given. And yes, I say little bit, whether you live another 50, 60, 70 years, that's still a little bit of time, baby. It really is. It really is. The Bible teaches us with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. So with this little bit of time that we have left, let's do something great with it. And I'm going to do my best to lead the way. I'll be lying to you if I told you there was a moment where I was afraid. I would be lying. And I'm not going to start lying to you. I would be lying. So I'm, I'm going through a stage right now of where I'm making some major changes. Even in my company, I'm making some major changes because I'm going to God in prayer. God, is this really your timing now for me to start my mentorship program? God, do you really want me doing more speaking and which, which I would love to do. And I told God, I said, God, I'll go to every corporation across the world if that's what you want me to do to engage in speaking engagements on whatever topics you want from branding to whatever. But I told God, I said, but if I go, you got to go with me. If you can't go with me, I don't want to be there. And I just thank God for the wisdom he gave me with speaking at an executive business conference and being able to bring God into the room with me and then not be taken offensively. It was such a beautiful thing. I wish it was film. Actually, I tried filming it, but I accidentally placed my the, the filming camera by the projector and so all you can hear is the motor from the projector so but anyway maybe it was God's intention for it not to be filmed because it was such a beautiful moment but anyway I'm just talking at this point I love you all uh, this is Z with Unlocking Greatness podcast I pray that the little bit of reading I did from my book Necessary encouraged you I pray that your eyes are open um, I pray that you've been inspired to 
spend time with God, reevaluate how you're living your life and the things that you're doing now, and ask yourself, is now the time, ask God, I should say as well, is now the time, God, for me to do the things that you put in my heart to do? How can I best utilize the time that I have left? How would I feel if 30 years from now, I found this card that Z just asked me to write on, and I had to flip it over on the back and give an accountability, an accountability, that's a good word, for the gifts you've given me. How well did I put it to use to serve you, to help others, and to live life to the fullest? With that being said, I love you all. You know I do. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast.